Back with another episode of Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and great review wherever you get your podcast Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. We are available there. Check out the website countryandcoldcans.com or coldcansnetwork.com. We've got blog content and a shop. We've got t shirts, hats, koozies, what have you. Check it out at coldcansnetwork.com slash shop. All right, fellas. Andy, the post co show, how are you doing? Superbly. Kyle, you missed a hell of a show, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Kyle never goes to concerts. No, I had to babysit dogs. You had to babysit dogs. Yeah, I couldn't leave them alone. And my parents were in West Virginia at a uh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And because it was their wedding anniversary, and Tammy and Mike were who knows, so I couldn't just leave them all night unattended. So that's fair. You were pulling the uh, what I normally do is having to watch a bunch of dogs at once. Yes. So yeah, but she had to work so. They're all short staffed at the hospital, so yeah, like everywhere else, I'm sure. But yeah, can't get anybody to work anymore. That's but right. uh, Andy, it's your first concert in two years since the previous Co Wetzel show, yeah. Like, I like to double it up on some Wetzel and some Wetzel, <laughs> uh, double the Co. Uh, so w- let's talk about the concert for a little bit. Um, before we get into the show, let's talk about the venue because the venue difference between our first co-show in like 2019 versus 2022, two Gosh. very different experiences, right? Like 2019, we traveled to Virginia Beach. It was a handful of us. We got a hotel room for the night. We went and it was like probably 700 people there, max. Wasn't the last one in Raleigh? The last one we went to, yes. But I'm talking about yeah. the first one. Oh, the we, first one we ever went to. My yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The very first one we ever went to, there was like 700 people, 800 people max. That small venue building indoors. was probably the size of the stage of the last one we went to. Yes. Yeah, it definitely was. Because it, it, it was crazy because at that show, it was only the hardcore fans who had been listening, you know, since presumably the noise complaint record. And so everybody, it was much rowdier, I would say. Way rowdier. It was um, the, uh, there was also no lines for the bathroom or the bar at that point. Whereas like flip that to now. Like Red Hat had six thousand people there. It was a ton of uh, a line. The lines for the bathroom were out of control. It ran out of yep. beer halfway through. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah, that's why. Like, I hate. I, it's good for the an artist when they get that big, but I hate it when they get that big because, you know, selfishly, I like the small venues where there's no line for the bathroom or the bar, and it's you're at you're you're right up on the stage for like thirty bucks. The rocking's better in the in the small room where everybody yeah. gets jumping and hyping everything. It's, yeah. it's litter. Pretty much. I mean, that's where I always say, like, I felt like those older shows back then were rowdier than the one at Red Hat. Yeah, I, I felt like it too. I, I feel like the crowd at Red Hat wasn't as... Well, granted, it's going to be fewer hardcore fans at the bigger shows. Yeah. In percentage to the total crowd, but I didn't see that many people getting as as uh, litified as they did at Virginia Beach. I would like to trademark that new word that I just invented. Literally, I think, I think that's totally fair. <clears throat> the uh, co- the comment you made, not the the new trademark word. Isn't it just marked tr- word? Isn't litter just trash? No, he said litified, not litified. Oh, lit- oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like people were way drunker in Virginia Beach than they were at um, Red Hat. Well, Andy, you were also way drunker in Virginia Beach than you were at Red Hat. Accurate, but there was more people jumping at Virginia Beach, you know, rocking out than was per se at Red Hat. Yeah, it was. It was. Cl- it wasn't a mosh pit, but it was closer to a mosh pit than anything that ever happened at Virginia Beach than at uh, Red Hat because there was a couple moments, Andy. I don't know if you had this feeling, but I felt like the people didn't really want to be near our group as much, which was worked out for us because people backed away from us. We had more room, but because we were jumping all around and everything um, more at so Virginia than beach. The pe- no, 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 no. It oh, out. yes. Yes. I concur. Yeah. We I, were jumping all around thing. and people were just were kind of backing away and just standing there with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. And they were just I like that's what made swaying. Super- like Virginia beach so much better is everybody was on the same level. And it was, just- was acting crazy. Yeah electric that's the way you would describe it oh very much so um i think 
you know, this is going to happen when somebody gets to be able to fill out 6,000 tickets. But I think the thing that the venue needs to work on is good gosh, it's the second straight show I've been there and they ran out of beer halfway through the concert. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. They have like a few here and there of like Bud Lights, but that's it. I don't understand how you could, do you know how many tickets you sold? You know how many people showing up? Math's not hard. No, seriously. And then the thing about that too, as me and this random dude that was in line, um, we're talking about, there's a lot of crossover between the Perker McCollum show and the Coetzel show, but it's a different vibe at the Coetzel show. And if they ran out of the Perker show, they should have known they were going to run out of the Co show. I feel like people are, are going to get a little bit crazier at that one than they do go going to see Parker McCall. Why don't they just contract or one of these distributing companies to just handle that? They should. I mean, it, it, this is, like I said, second straight time this happened. I'm going to be there this Friday to see Turnpike. So I'm looking forward to that. Turnpike's back. Yeah. Get to see them again. But we'll see how it goes this time. Run out of beer again. Yeah, the the bathroom lines are bad. The beer lines are bad. But like, I don't know how much of that is actually fixable with the infrastructure and the amount of people. The beer is easy fixable. I, I they only had like three people serving, like one section. I mean, there's there's way they could easily have more servers than that. Yeah, which it gets back to you know they don't have enough people to work. Yeah, mm. allegedly, but. That's the difference in the venue. I just, I do feel like we were the rowdier ones, especially. I'm not going to name names, but one of our friends showed up drunk to the show. Classic, classic, hilarious. Like he was, he was having a good time. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were then, also one in our crowd was also the least rowdiest there. Oh, yeah. And then that's true. We, in our group, we had some of the rowdiest, and then we had the other guy that was the least rowdiest. Because he just stood there and stared forward the entire time and just stared at the laser show. He's listening. He knows we're talking about it. He does. Somebody might think he might have been tripped out on something. <laughs> stared at a laser show. <laughs> it, it was funny because like he didn't move. <laughs> he just stood there the entire time. He was having a good time, but like he just didn't move. Hey, we all have fun in different ways. Very hey. true. And then another friend of ours, again, not going to name names, but um, we took a video of them uh, screaming out and, and your bitch ass stepdad too. It's been a little thing we've done for the last few uh, shows. That That's always a fun treat when ragweed plays. Um, but I think it's safe to say our crowd, even if other people didn't get as rowdy and have as much fun, I, I think it's safe to say our crowd had a, had a fun time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely safe. But, uh, well, that's the venue. Now, to talk about the actual show, the show I thought was fantastic. The only complaint uh, in the Ken Lodge is the first two songs, and this wasn't on Co. This was on the sound guy, once again, at the venue. Um, the first two songs, the guitars were too high up in the mix for where his vocals were. The vocals needed to be up a little higher or the guitars dialed back. They, <clears throat> they finally fixed it by about the third or fourth song where the rest of the show was fine. But uh, but yeah, it, the first two songs, like it, when the uh, choruses would happen, you know, you had the dueling guitars and everything like you couldn't hear the vocals that well. That, I was afraid that was how the whole show was going to be. And that would have been annoying. Yeah, I, I could maybe put a little blame on Co here because toward at times it did seem like the vocals got down, but it seemed like he may have been standing a little far from the mic. But as he said, when he came out, we've been drinking all day. So bear with us. And I believe him. I mean, the night before he was out at Ten Roof and walking around downtown Raleigh taking pictures with people. He uh, he brought him a Co Wetzel flag that they now have hanging in the window at Ten Roof. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I texted Andy and Clinton was like, told him that night I was like, Co Wetzel's in at Ten Roof. I was like, it's eleven thirty on a Wednesday, and I'm pushing thirty. I was like, but I, I really would like to go. But then I was like, update, I'm not going to go. I'm too old for that. I have work in the morning. It was Ten Roof a college bar? Uh, uh, more or less, but it, not totally, but that's a lot of the people that go there, but, it's, but on a Wednesday, yes, it a hundred percent is. Mm. Um, but then Clint texted me the next day and he was like, dude, I was asleep, but if I was awake, I was getting in the truck <laughs> and me and you were going. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, eleven thirty. I'd have been asleep. No. So yeah, that's believable. Yeah, Andy. So Andy, what were your thoughts on the um on the like the set list and everything? Because I thought the set list was different than what we had been accustomed to, which I I can say I appreciate it because I don't like hearing the same show every time I go some to see somebody. Yeah, I thought actually I thought the set list was pretty good. He played a song from every album. Yeah, which I don't. I think that was the first song time I'd heard him play something from out on parole. So right, that, that was cool. Um, some of the new songs I think that we said that we thought would be a little bit better pre-album coming out, like April Showers. I didn't think it was quite as good as we thought it would be live, but Cabo would have been was very sick live. So it, that kind of made up for it. But yeah, the set list was it was a really good mix throughout the, all the albums. I thought that was I did actually this person will probably ever said this is it. I kind of actually would have wished you would have played some of the newer songs more. And I'm typically right. opposite of that, but maybe a few more newer songs. But then again, I would, I wouldn't really want to give up. I would maybe just play longer and get some of the newer songs. But I mean, I forgot to check to see how long he even played for. It was, a, it was roughly 90 minutes, just like most headliners do. Not most people don't pull an Eric church and play two and a half hours, but I agree. Or, Cabo, Bowen. or yeah. But Andy, as you said earlier in the show, Cabo was litified. Uh, yep, that was five. that one I did not. I, that's the song that's grown on me because, like, when the fir- album first came out, I didn't really dig it like I do now. But I've grown to really like it, where that tends to be the one I start with. And then that one was just a, a banger alive. Um, then so I, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I think it's because of the content of the song, you know, the crowd it plays to his crowd very well. It's very much an old row barstool, like south kind of crowd like not really like traditional barstool but like more like old row kind of crowd at a co-wetzel show any I don't, rowdy person i feel yeah it was, it's like i noticed it at the parker mccollum show the amount of old row shirts during the summer at a parker show and it's the same crowd roughly for their co-shows was i, I was too many to count so I, I think that that this kind of the same fan base in a lot of ways because co was hanging out with the old row founder at the uh, Auburn Rodeo the other day, so I do wish they he'd played Money Spent. I think that would have, I think that would have been one of the better songs live off the album. I think maybe I, it's it definitely would have fit the rock kind of setting. So I, I always start with that song too because Cabo's right after it. So yeah. good place to start. Yeah, I, you know, I was glad that he hit the high notes. You know, with like Ragweed, that's always a great. Uh, one to hear live obviously ended the show february 28th um it was cool hearing like you said a, a song i can drink to because i don't think he's ever played that at any of the shows we went to no um, actually years not ago. not that many people appeared to know that one <laughs> yeah that's how we <laughs> could tell we were um we were I the old guys at the co wetzel show um was nobody really knew a song i could drink to <clears throat> it's a classic oh yeah but the show was good um, there, I don't really have any major complaints from the actual concert part. Mine was just kind of lodged mainly with the venue, but then we unfortunately missed Colby Cooper's entire set. And this is the biggest travesty of the night. I was under the impression. Yeah, I agree. It should be a crime. I was under the impression that Colby Cooper was going to be the middle act and that Trey Lewis, the Dick down in Dallas guy was going to be the <laughs> opener. It makes sense. We get there. Fair assumption. And Colby Cooper had just gotten off the stage and Trey Lewis was playing. And he was the middle act. And I'm not lying to you, Kyle, when I say that this Joker only played covers. If I wanted to hear someone play every 90s and 2000s country song cover, I would have just gone to Tin Roof instead of going to the concert. I mean, he really only has like one song. Yeah. He doesn't have much. Colby Cooper has a lot. Oh yeah, he's got what a couple, two or three records. Like yeah. it, this is why he shouldn't have been the middle act, though. He should have been the opener. That that was a crime. It kept making me uh, madder too when he was doing his "Dick Down in Dallas" song, and he kept saying, "You guys want to do it again?" I was like, "Buddy, if you if you got to sing the song twice, maybe you shouldn't be playing second. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> The only thing I can think of is they wanted him to sing that with Code. Did they sing that with Code? No, they did not. No. Like 
I don't even so know. That, I don't even know if they really. I'm sure like they hung out, you know, some backstage because I mean that's what artists a lot of times do. But I don't even know how well they even know each other. But that's the I, only thing I can even think of. But I mean, you have to assume. I could be wrong on this. You have to assume that Co and Colby Cooper have crossed paths more than Co and Trey Lewis. I would assume that. I mean, they're both Texas guys coming from the same music scene originally. But Trey, but Kyle, Andy's not even exaggerating when he said that Trey Lewis, you know, how it, it, it's customary for a big song that has a big sing along chorus. People are like one more time, they'll sing the chorus again. He yeah. did it three times. Like he kept saying one more time, three times, like, and it was because that's the only song he has. And he has don't get me wrong, I think the song is like funny. Two original songs. I don't, two I don't dislike the song because I think it's funny, but like, dude, like shouldn't have been the middle act. That was, that was messed up. Yeah, that. I don't even think I know another Trey Lewis song. <laughs> I've heard others, but nothing really sticks with me. Wouldn't yeah. have done that. So, what I, I would have I anticipated. I'll look it up, see if I could even actually tell you what it even is. Because I heard the other song. I was like, this is original. And see, I don't even think the crowd reacted to the Raleigh line as well as he probably anticipated that they would. I anticipated it had been more than what it was. Yeah, it it really wasn't at all what uh what you would think. With you know, in the city that you're in, that you're playing in, you you have a line about it in the song, and then nobody really says anything about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I just think Colby Cooper's bigger than him. No, uh, definitely. Much I mean that song. Artist. That song is popular, at least in our but world. Still, I I think I I actually let's, let's just see here. We'll actually give it a look. Dick down in Dallas has eighty eight million. His next has six. Yeah, be his second song has six compared to eighty eight million, and uh, it ain't me. He's got twenty million, sixteen million, three million. Seven million with Kobe Cooper, so that's far. He people know more than one song of him by far. Yeah, it's just Trey Lewis has that one really big song that I'm gonna go ahead and call it now. One hit wonder. Oh, probably, probably because the problem with starting off with a song like Dick Down in Dallas is you don't have anything else. (laughs) Well, it's not just that, it's like you're not gonna really be taken seriously with your more serious music, if that's the reason everybody knows you. Like, I think last episode I referred to him as the Dick Down in Dallas guy. Yeah. That's probably not what you want to be labeled at. I mean, now, granted, made him a bunch of money, and, you know, he he can probably be like, hey, it's better than what I maybe would have gotten. Fair enough. But I don't think you want to be labeled as the Dick Down in Dallas guy. You're, yeah, you're going down the Wheeler Walker Jr. route, and I don't know that that's going to be able to be done again. No, but I mean, even if it is, the difference is Wheeler Walker Jr., that's not even his name, and he's a comedian that decided to play yeah. a character. And Trey Lewis just too. decided to write a song called Dick Down in Dallas. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It definitely yeah. was uh, not what it's I said. Yeah. And then there was this one kid, probably 21, 22 years old, because, uh, dude, I, I learned in all the lines for the beer in the bathroom that we were the oldest people <laughs> in there. Um, happens they, to everybody. Eventually. Yeah, but uh, the, there's one guy. I was. He was like, "Have you seen Go before?" And I was like, "Yeah, I saw him years ago. Um, only you know, less than a thousand people." He was. That's crazy. He goes, "You know, I saw Trey Lewis at at a bar one time." I was like, "That's cool, man. You probably can see him there again." <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh. I mean, it's true though. Yeah, it is. But it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I see him again. Yeah. But overall, the concert was fun. I don't, I don't want to like act like that. Put a um, a, a damper on the night by any means. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I just thought of this. Aside from Charlotte, Co typically has good openers. I mean, we had Chris Colston at the first show, Reed Southall the the one last one we went to. I mean, he's usually killing yeah. it on the openers, and Colby Cooper is a killer <laughs> opener, and yeah. then somebody screws it up. Yeah, because even the Charlotte show, like. They just had the house band that plays at Coyote Joe's be the opener, which is fine. You know, that's like if somebody played at the Bowery in Myrtle Beach, you know, the the headhunters or whatever their name are, they're probably going to be would be the opener. Right. So that's yeah. fine at Coyote Joe's. Makes sense. But like, 
I just don't under, I don't know who was in charge of, of that decision, putting Trey Lewis second because of one song. Like it, if he had played like a 30 minute set and then he ended with that, that would have been perfectly fine. The, the only exception I will give would have been maybe Kobe Cooper for some reason had to leave early. So he couldn't play second or maybe Trey Lewis hadn't showed up yet. And it was either Colby Cooper or nobody. You know, maybe we're looking at this wrong and maybe we just live in our own world so much that we are more aware of Colby Cooper than the general populace in North Carolina. That's a possibility too. Nah, they're, well, either way, they're still wrong. But at the end of the day, people are not coming to see the opener. There were 6,000 people there because they came to see Co. Watts. I have yeah. showed up places. I, 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 I mean, very likely. But I will say I have showed up to see the opener before and have left for the main act. Yeah, we did that you with John with Party. We showed up to see yeah. John Party and walked out on Kip Moore. Which I kind of regret walking out on Kip Moore. Yeah, I, I regret that. I think I might have flipped him the bird, too. So No, yeah. I don't. why would you give him the bird? I, it's a normal thing to me to do to about anybody. Nothing against <laughs> him. It's just there's a person there that I can flip off. So generally. Now, I, I remember specifically another time where uh, Andy, I think you were with us. No, you may have not been with us for this one because uh, you met up with us the next day. We uh, went to go see Logan Mize at City Limits. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. Okay. So, yeah, we went to go see Logan Mize. He was opening for Kanan Smith. Um, We, Alton, like me, Chase, Drew, and James all went just to see Logan Mize. We left in the middle of... <laughs> Kana Smith set and city limits was not a big bar, right? Chase stands there and Chase was like, you know, old school chase, not current, mm, yeah. not current chase. He was old school chase. He had probably had one too many Miller lights at that point. And he stands there at, on the little uh, step where he's lifted up above the crowd by the bar ac- directly across from the stage. And as we're walking out, he gives the thumbs up to Cannon Smith and then instantly turns it down. And Cannon Smith, <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than giving somebody the finger. Yeah, he gave him the like, gladiator he, thumb. He gives him the thumbs up and then goes down like that. And then Kana Smith like is, stays singing, but stops playing guitar and looks at us and gives us the double birds as we're walking out. And Chase is just dying laughing. He's like, <laughs> like that on his, the, on his way out the door. I'm giving the Emperor Nero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of that's the top five funniest smooth, things Chase ever that, did. That is it makes it better too that he gave him the double birds because that means he won oh yeah because he definitely saw him and he reacted like yeah that's all chase wanted big l on on that guy's part oh yeah he he caught the l that night but i'm telling you it was hilarious because chase just stood there thumbs up and then just turns it down dramatically (laughs) and like just staring right into the guy's eyes (laughs) absolute savage yep (laughs) <laughs> but he struck a nerve there. That's funny. Oh, no doubt. But either way, Co Wetzel show definitely. If he's on tour and you got a chance to go see him, go see him because it was a hell of a show. Uh, it's always a fun time. Um, it was definitely a, a rock and roll show. Uh, and then he did shout out Go Pack at one point, which got the crowd going. Um, yeah, they lost though. We didn't play last week. Oh shit! I thought you meant yeah. I thought you meant Green Bay Packers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Why the Wolf would- Pack. <laughs> Why would anybody uh, shout out the Green Bay that? Packers in North Carolina? There's a lot of uh, Fairweather fans, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> There's a lot of cheeseheads in North Carolina. Sure. I don't know. I really don't know why my head went to Green Bay. I don't know why I did. did I have brain fart on my, bo- my part, and I don't know. Somebody's singing about Aaron Rodgers. I enjoyed watching just them struggle. Yeah, I didn't watch. Did not see it. I heard about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Am I back now? I know I froze for a second. I didn't yep. know you froze. I just talked to you. I just didn't have anything to say. Uh, I was sitting there like this. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, I could hear everything y'all were saying. My computer was just on the fritz. But either way, go see Co Wetzel. Um, definitely a fun show. All right, uh, moving into next thing we have today is the we Andy's boy um, released an EP, Bailey Zimmerman, uh, young young guy. I think he's in his early twenties. 
I believe he has a pretty big TikTok following, but he released an, a nine song, really eight song EP because the first one has an intro. Um, we wanted to kind of we listened to it over the weekend, kind of wanted to give some thoughts on this because I know that he's been kind of um, blowing up. I, I see people posting about him all the time. So, I mean, you know, he's on all he's the in, playlists. Yeah, he's on all the playlists. If he's in the public consciousness, especially around like people that we interact with. Figured it was worth bringing up, and I know that we've covered uh, you know a couple of his songs on the round song roundups, six pack song roundups here and there. Um, but this e this was like his debut EP. Um, sonically, though, I, I really do think it's. I was telling Kyle Andy before we started recording that outside of like one or maybe two songs, it really is kind of a uh, more like rock, but like kind of like pop rock sound with some tinges of country. And I think that in some ways that fits his voice better, in my opinion. I actually, that was at, when I was first giving this a listen, I would, you're fairly actually spot on. I, I don't really hear much country. And uh, it sounds like more some of like your slower rock songs from like 2010 ish. Yeah. yeah. But like for the slower songs, he has, I think he has to do it different because I, I don't think his voice could do. While I don't necessarily like the slower songs, but I, I don't know what he could have done. He doesn't have the voice to do that that style. He's got to do something. He's got to try something different. Yeah, I mean, he's not a country crooner by any means, but he, so even like the, that's why, I, that's why I said only tinges of country music because there were moments in some of those songs where there would be like a, a, a pedal steel solo just kind of thrown in there. Um, and then there was one moment where there was a brief like fiddle breakdown as like a transition into the next verse, it, it, which was interesting to hear with this style of music. Um, but uh, it really is kind of like, you know, pop rock kind of kind of sound, which, you know, uh, get this out of the way, as as I always do when we cover stuff like this. Is it country? Not really, but well, not much is these days. So we're going to cover get that out of the way. And be like now question is, is it good? Um, I think that. We'll go around the room here with my overall thoughts on it. I think I'll throw that it's- a comment on what you just said before go we ahead. move on from that. I'm curious because you know the first songs that really blew up for him were were rock songs. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he threw some of these country elements in because he got thrown in all the country playlists. I wonder if that was like when they made the EP, they put some more country elements in because they're get on the country playlist. Well, I think that I think that it's. I think he was marketing himself and he's being marketed to a country audience. I don't think that this was like, he was a rock artist that just got put on the playlist. I think he is definitely being um, like, for instance, he's, he's signed to Warner music Nashville. So they're going to market him to a country audience. Um, same thing. with Co, though. Same really? thing with Co. Yeah. But the thing is about it, he, I think that he added I don't I don't want to say they just because I wasn't involved in the record making process, obviously, but I want to say like they included some of the more country or moments because that kind of is the trend now in country in the Luke Combs era and uh, is is some some more like rootsy kind of like country or sound and stuff on the radio compared to what it was, say, three, five years ago. Um, a couple of these songs of his reminds me of like hurricane era Luke Combs rather than current era Luke Combs, if that makes sense. I, 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 would, I would agree with that. But um, so, you know, let's talk about is it that country in the grand scheme of things? No, but not much is um, <laughs> uh, in, in the mainstream, which, you know, doesn't really piss us off to the extent that it does some people. So it's another question. We always like, is it good? I think there are good moments. And I think that it's it's not a bad EP. I think it's, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like it. I think it's terrible because I, I don't think it's terrible. There are a handful of songs on here that I really do like. I think for me, I think that my overall sentiment is is fine. Um, it's not bad, and but it's got some good moments. Um, it, it, I, I think the songwriting at times leaves a little to be desired, but at the same time, he's like 21, 22 years old. So he's got plenty of time to develop his songwriting jobs. I don't think the songwriting is there right now. And that's just like constructive criticism. Um, but like I said, I don't think it's bad. I like it's some I would listen to it if it comes on. I wouldn't change the radio. I agree with uh but actually I would completely agree with everything you said, basically. And to add, like on the from the songwriting aspect, there's there's certain aspects if 
it feels like the song's kind of half done. Good idea that kind of really just didn't ever show itself. But I can say one of the things I know is Kyle said, me and Kyle have both said before, is it like uh, it, it leaves room for improvement. That yes. If, if he can improve, it's a good start. I mean, it's first EP. So, I mean, it's it leaves room to build and not, you know, you come out too hot and never top it. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that too. Uh, we're actually on, <laughs> we're more on the same page than we usually are on these reviews. But I um, I, I'm with you on that because, like I said, I I don't want to like trash it and act like it's bad because it's not bad. I think that he's he he has talent, and I think that he is going to get better because if you look at a lot of these artists when they put out stuff when they're 21, 22, 23, it's not as good as what they eventually get into when they get closer to 30. And I think it's unfair to, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. unfair to, but even he is like 28. So it's unfair to expect that from somebody that young. Um, I think that this is a good start. There's stuff here that I definitely like. I think that some of the um, heartbreak songs that he has on here, because there's there, that's kind of a theme that kind of runs through, through this. I think that it needs to be fleshed out a little more. Um, It's a little generic, I guess. Um, the, the difference between a lot of those and say like a rock and a hard place, a rock and a hard place has a sing songy kind of like anthemic chorus. And I think that works. I like really like that song. Cause I think that works. Some of the other stuff the, I think is, I was going to save my examples for, I was gonna save my examples for a little bit later. I got, I've got some good backing examples. Yeah, that's fair. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I would call this. So here's how I would prepare. We, we, we view Zach Bryan as like HBO, Joe Dom, the best of <laughs> modern television. Skinamax. Skinamax, too. Yeah, that was back when I was in my younger days. Um, uh, yeah, late at night. But it, it, back Zach when Bryan. he was the porn prince, not the porn king. <laughs> That's right. Now we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, he's like, you know, the best of TV, you know, HBO, Showtime, best writing, best plot lines and stories. This is kind of like network television. It's fine. But, you know, it's just... It's USA Network. Yeah, it's USA Network. It's Rizzoli and Isles, you know? You'll watch it when you're at home sick or, you know, or just at home during the day, you know? You just watch it. It's, uh, I would say it's just kind of, it's certainly easy listening. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to uh, feel like I'm at a dissertation of a thesis, like I do when I'm at Zach Bryan, listening to a Zach (laughs) Bryan album. and missing, you know, one verse that changes, you know, the whole tune of the song. It's not bad. I have no real complaints on it. I think he sounds better the heavier the music gets. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think I he like like Andy said. He the slow songs not really for him. He needs to have an upbeat tempo, a little heavier guitar. I think his voice works better with a little heavier guitar, a little louder drums, faster beat. That's just my opinion, but. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's just network television. There's nothing wrong with it. No, no. I mean, but, I think that know, he's going to be very... Go ahead. But, you know, it's not It's not Game of Thrones, the first six seasons. You know? USA Network, is actually that, that's actually a really good... It's not like you're going to really go out of your way to watch USA Network. But if you're watching it, no complaints. Yeah. Perfectly changing... fine sitting here watching some Criminal Minds, NCIS, or whatever. Yeah, you're not yeah. changing the channel. It's just, yeah. just kind of mindless watching. And look, NCIS has been around forever, sorry. Yeah, you could, <laughs> hey, it, I mean, a lot of people would love to be NCIS. There's a lot yeah. of shows that don't ever make it to be NCIS. <laughs> so, so I think that he he already is popular, especially with the female demographic, um, because of like that's just anecdotally from people that I know, just from social media, people that I've talked to that are girls our age on down to like early to mid-20s, they tend to really, really like this guy. That bugs well for his popularity moving forward um i think that he's like i said i think he's just young and i think he's going to get better i think some of the appeal though that he has vocally i've heard grady smith say this when he first covered one of his songs and i think he's spot on with it when morgan wallen kind of gets real like the growl on his voice and gets real up tempo and it's kind of it explores that part of his register when he's singing it has a similar quality to what Bailey Zimmerman does. And I think that that's kind of the line of with Wallen's popularity. I think that's probably why Bailey Zimmerman is caught fire too, because 
they're they don't they're not the exact same, but there is a similar quality and like kind of that rock sound in their voice. Wallen just has a little bit more versatility where he he can do the country or slower stuff. But I do think that that Grady Smith, you know, is a pretty insightful guy with that stuff. He covers a lot of mainstream. I think he's got a really good point with that. I don't know. I actually would. I don't know if I would agree with that one. Explain why. I <laughs> Bailey Zinnerman's voice to me sounds like more like 2005 to 2010 rock vocals. And I, I don't hear that from Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen has a great voice, but I. Well, see, that's I, not what Grady said, though. He didn't say they sound similar. He said they have a similar quality. Similar. That, well, I didn't say that. Neither did he. What I'm saying is they have a similar quality of that, like that. Wallen it doesn't have a uh, a hundred percent country voice. Was what Grady's point was. Um, I do agree with that, but I see what you're saying though. I, I, what, what, I understand your point. All right. Well, I actually, I was. I would say, I not. Yeah. All right. We'll go with this. It, it, whether I'm right or this is a fair compare. I would say Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey Zimmerman sounds as much like Morgan Wallen as Morgan Wallen does to Chris Stapleton. I that's think about that's, how I would see it. That's I, how I see it. I was with you until that comment. <laughs> I think that they are way more similar in the quality of like the how they sing than I, I think that Wallen and Stapleton are very, very far apart on that. I Stapleton's see, very bluesy. I, I would say like that I would, to me, I would say like Zach Bryan's growl is far more simple that when he does that type of stuff, far more similar to Morgan Wallen than Bailey Zimmerman is. But I think you're missing what I'm saying though. I'm not saying they sound alike or that they have the same growl. I'm saying they have I'm a, saying even the, like styling. It's the same, more so, it's the right? same appeal, but at the same time, I also think that Wallen and Zach Bryan having that same kind of like, ability to do that is part of why they're popular now. Zach Bryan just also is a very, very good songwriter that's resonated with people. But I, they're, just because someone has a similar quality doesn't mean they sound the same as my point. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying even the qual- the the similar qualities, I, I don't hear it. Uh, I don't see that. That's eh, fair. If you don't hear it, you don't hear it. I, I think lost. it's there, but you, if you don't hear it, you don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Kyle to say something. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm just lost. I don't. I don't know how we got to Chris Stapleton on Bailey Zimmerman. <laughs> I had tr- I had trouble following that that uh, line of thought. No, but but either way, um, I think we're kind of all on pretty much the same page on overall thoughts on this. So let's go with uh, what's your three favorite songs, Andy? Uh, I got, I'm, I'm going to be falling in love because uh, it's the rockier sound. I like where it ends, very similar to that. And uh, From the Fall is, I thought that was one of the better writ- written songs for the album. That, I I feel like that thought got, the idea of that song got flushed out and, and came out well. Yeah. Kyle? Uh, I like Rock in a Hard Place. Uh, it's just the one I've heard the most. Uh, I also like Where It Ends. And I like the second half of Trainwreck. I don't like the first <laughs> half. I like the second half. Uh, From the Fall is fine. Um, tra- the second half of Trainwreck, he does pretty good with slower vocals, but the music is a lot louder. And he also, at the very end of that song, I think he does a very good job with the the little raspiness of his voice. Mm-hmm. Because he starts to really get into it, and you know, you know, you got the up. What do you, I don't know the technical musical term for it. It's like a, it's got a build up at the end, right for the, the end of the song. I don't know what that's technically called, but uh, he does a really good job of using, you know, the raspiness of his voice that I think people like. Like we just talked about, it fits the end of that song. First half of the song's not very good, in my opinion, because it's just, just you know, I don't know. I don't really like the slow tempo with his voice. But the second half's great. No, I think for me it's pretty clear cut. Uh, From the fall, I think is probably the best song. Um, it's also the most different song on the EP. Um, I, I like that it has a little bit country or production. I think it's one of the better written songs on the record. Then second is a rock and a hard place. 
I've liked this one um, since I heard it. This is one of those more like mainstream, you know, pop leaning country songs that I think works. And I, I think has a very uh, anthemic chorus. And I, I like what it, I like this, the storyline of the song. And then third is Fall in Love. I think that's a solid song too. I'm not big on where it ends. I think the song's generic as shit. Um, it's it's not a shitty song. It's just it's just very generic. Um, I, like I think the sound it's, but and, but see, I think that's well. I'll save it for the next segment. But um, I, definitely for me, it's from the fall. Uh, Rockin' Our Place and Fall in Love are the three that I like the most. But um, all right, so let's go with three things we didn't like on the EP. May I go Maybe? first or Kyle? Um, I didn't like. We've been spoiled by Co Wessel's intros and outros. <laughs> I didn't like the intro. I mean, it's fine but just been spoiled kind of wanted something other than, you know, this is Bailey Zimmerman. Obviously we know it's Bailey Zimmerman. Find your name on Spotify. After music, we know who you are. <laughs> we can, you don't have to tell us um, your name's on the title on the album. So that was kind of, it's kind of let down, but, uh, and then the first two songs, not very hot on waiting and never leave. And actually I'll take that back. House fire is probably the worst. House on Fire. House on Fire, excuse me. Yeah. I didn't like the the kind of like boot stomping, almost like, what, how would you classify that, Andy? We've talked about it before. It is kind of like very swampy kind of intro. I don't really like swampy sounding songs you, yeah, that much. You don't like like Louisiana Beauty Queen no. from American Aquarium. I do no. like, I think that song is good live. See, I, I that's my bathroom song for American Aquarium. I always take a piss when they play that. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's a good way to call that song. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. every band has a couple. Turnpike's probably the one that really doesn't. So I'm gonna have to really find some strategic times to take a piss on Friday. But uh, every band has like piss break songs, and you know that is uh, Louisiana Beauty Queen is that for American Aquarium for me, and I, I just don't like that kind of swampy Louisiana kind of way too you know, slow song. So slow. Uh, I, it just doesn't like tickle me gothic yeah. feel a little bit yeah too. I, but I, house I, on I, fire gets like better as it goes on is was that, i think was the point i was trying to get at but i, yeah, I but, understand it what you mean yeah those are three things i don't like um i'll go next the i think that the songwriting is a little light but i don't want to be too harsh on it because i do think that he it's because he's young he's starting out and i think that's going to get better i think sonically there is a similar thing that i think this a lot of this ep just sounds too much alike so you got the like, riley green from yeah but see I, i'm a little bit not as harsh on riley with that because i like country better than this sound so mm-hmm. it's like riley's country sound is like I, it's right up my alley so it's like i'm a little bit more forgiving it's you know it's just biases but i think that's why i don't like where it ends as much as y'all because i just think that it sounds too much like falling in love sonically and which sounds like another song on the record sonically, which sounds like another record on the oh, song on the record sonically. I think that's, but I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to go press hard on these things because his first EP's release, and I think he's got talent. Um, and then I just don't. Oh, that was my third one. It was, it was, you know, where it ends. I do no, it was the intro. You said it. I wanted to uh, piggyback a few on that. The intro is. Um, it's meh. Like I, I get that, it, you know, he was being heartfelt with these, like, these are things that I've experienced and I, I appreciate that. But it's like, I'm one of those people, if you're going to do an intro, I want it to be funny. And I think maybe that's just says something about me. <laughs> I'm like, entertain me. But like, or if you're going to do an intro, just go balls to the wall, like Van Halen style. Yeah. And just get your guitars to just have a, you know, a schizophrenic attack on a guitar. Yeah, just something, right? I mean, especially because he's kind of leaning into more rock. You know, you could easily have done something where you throw a 10, 15 second guitar solo and a drum yeah. solo, and you roll right in. But if you're going to do that, you got to have an upbeat song right after it. You can't go into it's something. It's got to be all rise, like Barney Stenson's yeah. Get Psych Mix. Yeah, well, yeah. So that, that yeah, intro is kind of a letdown. All right, Andy, three things you didn't like. Uh, for start, I actually kind of did like the intro. For the the thing that Logan appreciates about it, I actually I I did like that. Now, do I want him to do it again? No, that's a it's different. 
you do it once. I don't want to do this again. But I, I thought this once, and I thought it did the way that the music subtly it was more quieter into the first song. It's different. It's not you know. But I don't want to do it done again. But uh, uh, we'll start with. Well, I'll start with. We already touched on it. But the uh, the slower songs, I I, I didn't like them. I'm not going to criticize him. He's, he doesn't have the voice to do the slower songs. I would have rather him just not had them on there and had the more upbeat songs, but I don't know if the EP would really work being all rock upbeat. So I don't personally like it, but I have to give him a pass on it because I, I, it may have actually been necessary. Uh, next, Trainwreck is a song I didn't like. The it's the writing of it. I don't like the uh, uh, O's or whatever in, in that song. I don't like that. But uh, it's the, the, it's a great idea. But that that was the one that really stood out to me to be an unfinished song. Because he's all, you know, he's he's got it going, you know, as I'm headed off the two rails. You know, he's like, uh, my engine's on fire, burning, normal. But then he says, burning these tires. Well, trains don't have tires. And he kept losing his train analogies in the song, which I would have thought would have been good if he could have more just stayed on topic. But I feel like he kind of ran out of ideas for this idea, which, you know, some more time, a little more experience maybe would have helped that a little bit. And I don't really actually know if I have a third. Well, I'll give you a third. I, I, I would actually say it doesn't belong on country playlist. I don't like that, but that's just the way it's going nowadays. It's the way yeah, it goes. Been that way for a while, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, all right, let's close it out with three things we liked. Um, I'll kick it off where I do, while I'm not a big fan of the song, I do think I like the, the humor and the song where it ends being where the EP ends. I think that's funny on the track list mm. and the sequencing. Um, I, so yeah, I find that, that kind of funny. If that's on purpose. Oh, it has to be. It has to be like because this hmm. is where it ends. Um, I, I found that funny, so that that was kind of cool. Um, like I said, I think "Rock in a Hard Place." I don't know if this is a radio singer or not, but if it's not, it should be. I think it would be a hit on the radio. Um, I think it's a solid, you know, mainstream song. Uh, so I like that one. And um, overall, I, I think the last thing I'm going to say that I liked is I think that he shows promise for future projects. Like I, I see glimpses of things where I think he he can be a, a a a pretty good artist within the mainstream context. So this isn't like when I listen to Russell Dickerson and I'm just like this is awful. I think that this guy definitely has like you know has potential to be pretty good in the mainstream. Yeah, um, I didn't even really pay that much attention to the lyrics and train wreck, Andy. I just kind of like the second half of the song, just sonically um i i would honestly yeah it it didn't need to be in country playlist um it could certainly be in the same playlist as a colby cooper or co wessel yeah um um, i think it shows promise um I, like I said, it's just daytime. It's just network television. It's fine. That doesn't mean network television can't come out with a banger. Look at Breaking Bad. So I mean, he he could be, could be that, or you know, could be some more NCIS. Nothing wrong with either one. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna be too harsh. I'm just gonna take the middle of the road approach, and we're gonna wait and see. So I, mean, I like it. I mean, nothing. I, I don't hate anything. On the album, yeah. There's don't, nothing that made me made me mad by any means. Don't really love anything either, but but I'm not mad if you know I hear somebody playing this on their speaker at the beach or a tailgate. Yeah, I mean it's fine. You know, if you're DJing at a party or you know a little get together, fine with this. Yeah. So, Andy, I like the the rock sound. Uh, it. Yeah, he he sounds like Hender, and I I like Hender quite a bit. So that's a great comparison. I kept trying to figure out who he reminded me of. Yeah, that's a great one. I couldn't I couldn't place a name. I would say for a starting EP, I I like 
I don't know if this is on purpose. I don't really think it is, but I, I like that he, he, he left some room to grow, to, to improve. I, I think, I don't think it was on purpose, but I, I like it if it was. And uh, I do, I, I like, I don't, like, I don't like TikTok, so we'll, we'll go ahead and get that out of the way. But uh, I like the, like that there's a video on the top of the EP on Spotify that I've never seen anybody taking the full advantage of like the fe- new features on Spotify. And I do like that he's doing that, but I don't like TikTok. So is that on mobile I'll, only? I don't know. That- it's on my Spotify. There's a video. When you click on the EP, there's a video at the top of it. Hmm, the only time I use Spotify on my phone, it's always hooked to Apple CarPlay and it doesn't do the, you know, how some. Some songs that have just like a clip of a music video. Yeah. It, it doesn't do it on Apple CarPlay. It's you have just, to hit the little um, car in the top right corner and hit in car mode. And then it'll, uh, you'll okay. be able to see it. Yeah. You can also permanently turn that off. I've been meaning to do that because I hate car mode. Yeah. I've just never done it and never thought about it. But, but yeah. I, yeah, I never I never see the little clippets because I don't ever yeah, watch it on my phone. Yeah. Whatever this is, it's like it, it's like a video of him talking about. I, I actually didn't watch it, but oh. I like that he's taking advantage of this. I, I know he says this is my EP or whatever. It may be the same as the intro, which is it's possible it's the same as the intro, but I like that that's up there. It's taking advantage of the new technology. I don't see people doing. And I don't yeah. like technology, so interesting you know, for me to say. When you were talking about how you, you two were like, I really like the rock sound. It reminds me of Hender. Dating back to that episode that Bowling for Soup was talked about on here, the listeners are probably like, you know, I'm starting to wonder because you two like specifically have talked about 2000s rock so much. And then I've contributed to that by bringing up like the Hardy stuff. But like they're probably people are probably wondering for this to be called country and cold cans. These guys don't really like I, I don't know if they like country music too much. Well, I, grew up listening to, album. Well, I, went, I grew up listening to uh, 90s country and then I went to a heavy metal phase. Yeah. But I actually listened for like four hours a day in the work truck on the 2000s rock playlist I have trying to find somebody he reminded me of either. I'm not going four hours. It's probably about it was before lunch, probably two and a half going on three, but yeah, I just couldn't find anybody. I'm glad you said Hender. Cause that, that's probably the closest one I hear. Yeah. Well, uh, he's available forever streaming. Um, is available Apple Podcast, Spotify. I mean, everybody knows that at these points, but that's uh, our take on Bailey Zimmerman's EP, Leave the Light On. Um, like I said, the co show was a lot of fun, covered the EP. So, for this episode of Country Call Cans, give us five stars, a great review. I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle, and we'll see you next time. Take care.